Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Nick, and welcome to our very first episode of At The Half. I'm your co-host, Nick, alongside my other co-host, Jordan. What's up, guys? Figured uh, it's about time we get started doing this with nothing else to do in quarantine. Uh, the timing just makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, shit, with the world kind of collapsing as it is, no better time to start a podcast than now, right? No better time to start a pod, or no better time to jump on the trend of every other white guy in America starting a podcast. Um, yeah. We've officially made it. I think you know that's uh, a big step for us. Yeah, some some might say, "Hey, look, Ma, I made it." Exactly. They might they might say that. Um, and you know, our I think our family would be really proud with this this step in the right direction here. I'm about to be multimedia superstars, but. Um, Basically, I think what we want to talk about with this podcast is a little bit of everything, right? I mean, sports, movies, what's going on in the news, just kind of funny things. I don't want, we don't want to make it too serious. Um, Kind of just, you know, just speak speak from, you know, what we know, talk about what we don't know and kind of just roll with it. Hear what you guys want to hear and, you know, just kind of chit the chat. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think uh, basically the way I look at this is it's just kind of going to be the dumb stuff you talk about with your friends, like at halftime of a game or something like that. Um, You know, there's kind of light topics and anything from movies to pop culture, you know, like Nick said, just kind of chit the chat. Um, You know, with that being said, I think the main thing right now is everyone's sitting here in quarantine together. The whole world's kind of stopped um you know i think one thing i wanted to talk about was kind of how you're passing your time in quarantine here because you know a lot of people don't know what to do yeah i mean i know myself working from home right now and i know you are as well it's kind of like a kind of like a groundhog day you wake up work do what you can you know i work out i play so much video games like i'm back in high school it's actually kind of getting annoying at this point so i don't i don't know about you but that's how my days are kind of passing by. Yeah, pretty much the same. It's it's like I wake up, I do work, and, you know, put, get online, play video games, or stream something from Netflix. You know what I'm really, really missing, though? What's that? That feeling at, like, the end of a long day when you come home and you're, like, you see your bed and you can just, like, lay down. Oh, I miss that so much. Because right now, you know, I don't have a desk in my apartment. I'm actually... I don't want to buy a desk because I'm looking to move into a different apartment. So less stuff to move. So my bed during the day becomes my desk. And basically what happens for me is I wake up, I pull my chair up next to my bed slash desk, (laughs) work all day. And as soon as, you know, five o'clock hits, I take everything off my desk, throw it on my chair and lay in bed all day. I am having, you know, I'm sick of seeing my own bed. <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Like, I just miss that feeling of, like, going to an office, like, having a day, then coming back and being like, oh, I get to lay in bed for the next six hours and do nothing. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> that's kind of funny because, you know, back in high school and college, I remember, you know, I just couldn't wait to get done with class or, you know, whatever was going on. And just, all I thought about was damn, I would love to be in my bed right now. And now it's, and I get where you're coming from because I have that same sort of feeling. It's like, yeah, I work in my room too. And it's like, I look at my bed all day. I'm like, what What the fuck? So yeah, uh, no, I get that, man. It, it's, it's insane. Like I never thought I would spend this much time, you know, in bed. And you know what else I'm really missing is just 
being able to like go to the grocery, like I used to go to the grocery store all the time and just like go get like sushi or stuff that they have at Giant Eagle. If you haven't mm-hmm. tried it, it's really good. But oh, like, yeah. I don't want to do that now because like it's a whole extra step. I have to have the face mask. I have to, you know, worry about you know coronavirus or, you know, things like that. I miss that. I miss just being able to get out, get in my car and go somewhere. That's honestly fair. And, and you know what? To build off of that, one big thing that I'm really missing right now is sports. I mean, I watch SportsCenter all day or, you know, I, I turn it on, see what's going on. But you kind of get sick and tired of them talking about LeBron doing this, LeBron doing that. And now it's Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski joining each other in Tampa. But, you know, it's, it's nice knowing that there's some things out there. The draft is on tonight, so that's pretty exciting. But, um, you no. know, I, with that being said, though, that's why I, I was kind of kind of leading into the maybe we could start talking about what our first uh, you know topic is going to be on the podcast here. Yeah, definitely. So first topic I think me and you discussed was athletes who you thought were mm-hmm. going to be good and then weren't. So these are guys, you know, maybe you saw once or twice or, you know, you saw do something on TV. You're like, oh, this guy's going to be amazing. And then they just didn't pan out. Um, exactly. So I, you know, I know we both probably have pretty extensive lists. I know, you know, we're both Pittsburgh guys, Pittsburgh Pirates fans. So we probably could do this whole podcast based solely off of Pittsburgh Pirates that we thought were going to be good, but weren't. <laughs> yeah, we could probably, you know, that'll, that'll be an episode down the line. That's for sure. That's definitely going to be a future episode. Um, so, I mean, with that, let's kind of, I wanted to jump right into it because speaking of Pirates, I have two right at the top of my list so i have a i have about 16 guys and four sports here um you know the first one on my list was garrett gi jones now, wow wow i know you remember gi jones he came up and had such an immediate impact on the pirates they were putting the shift on for him he was just clobbering home runs i think he hit one into the river um and then the rest of his career with the Pirates just never quite lived up to that first, you know, couple months with the team. Um, yeah, um, it's it's funny you say that because I remember when you know he first made it into the uh, into the Pirates organization, and you know the number forty six always sticks, speaks out to me and just sticks in my mind. And it's funny because I never picture a guy wearing forty six that's you know, an everyday outfielder, right fielder, first baseman. It's just, I don't know, that weird number to me. But that is a name. I, I respected him. I liked him. I mean, he, he did have the pop in his bat when needed. Um, you know, it was, it was cool to see that type of guy. He was kind of the older type of person in the locker room at the time compared to the younger players. But it, it was that, – that is a name. I, yeah. I, I do respect that pick. No, I was, I was thinking about pirates we could put on the list, and his name kind of popped up, you know, pretty early on in my thought process here. Um, just cause I remember him coming up and just having like such an immediate impact. And, you know, he came up, he was, we got him over from the twins. I don't remember in the trade or anything like that, but he came over and I, he finally got up there. We finally had a first baseman and, you know, at first in, you know, nine, 10, 11 was pretty solid, you know, 20 ish homers a year. Um, uh, but then kind of, it's unfortunate cause kind of right as the pirates got really good for that stretch he ended up hitting like almost a brick wall was never quite the guy that you expected him to be always figured you'd look at it and say, there's something else there. And I'm not quite sure, you know, what we're missing here. Um, yeah. 
so I mean, that's my first MLB guy that popped in my head. Wasn't sure kind of who you had on that list. Yeah, so go back uh, real quickly too. Real quickly too, just to to build off of that. Yeah, Garrett Jones. You were right. He was the second Pirate player to ever hit a home run that was straight in a fly into the Allegheny River. And um, yeah, that was actually in 2013, and later that year in November, he was designated for assignment. Yeah, <laughs> you love to see that. And then I uh, actually another two quick points about Garrett uh, Gi Jones. Uh, one. I think his everlasting memory for me is going to be when the Pirates started to get good and the Parody Parrot Twitter account was a big time thing. His oh, nickname yeah. was Garrett G.I. Get Bitches Jones. <laughs> shout out to the Parody Parrot. Shout out Parody Parrot. I always loved that nickname. And every time I hear his name, I can't help but think Garrett G.I. Get Bitches Jones. And two, I remember the year after he got designated for assignment. So it would have been in 14. He was with Miami. I went to a game where they played the Marlins in PNC Park. Uh, We went down early. We got like a tour of the stadium. was super fun. And we get out of this tour, and it's still maybe like 2 or 3 o'clock. Like we had a couple hours to kill before venturing back into the ballpark. And we're walking up and standing right in front of the Clemente statue getting interviewed by somebody from Fox is Garrett G.I. Jones. I remember looking at him being like, he's a lot skinnier than he looks on TV. And his <laughs> teeth are ridiculously white. That's funny. So That's actually really funny. His lasting memory to me is white ass teeth and Garrett G.I. Get Bitches Jones. I, I respect that. You know, like I talked about, he, he was a good player. But um, to build off of that too, I uh, I don't want to talk about too many Pirates players. I do have two that I put on my list here. I have two as well. Um, so I'm just going to kind of like go through them real quick so we can kind of move on to some other sports here as well. But for me, Brian Bullington and Pedro Alvarez. Brian Those are two. Bullington. Brian Bullington, the first overall pick in the 2002, I believe. And he was actually ranked as one of the biggest busts of all time, according to, you know, some of the websites out there. And it's a shame because he really did have a high upside. And, you know, back in 2002, we were what, second grade or something like that. So I, yeah, I I went back and did a little research, found out, you know, he he really did have some potential and just, you know, I remember, you know, being that little pirate sucked 20 years, all that yada, yada, but that's a name that, that really stuck out to me. And um, I think if you know, I think in my childhood bedroom right now at my parents' house, I have a Brian Bullington rookie card. That's incredible. I'm, I'm I can picture it in my head and I almost know exactly where it is. Like I could probably go to my parents' house and find a Brian Bullington rookie card in a matter of minutes. Wow. That's that's impressive. That's a, I want to know truly how many people out there say they have the same how many people have kept their brian Bullington rookie cards that's probably one you uh you know you immediately take outside and burn after you realize how bad the pirates were at drafting yeah real quick too it kind of sucks nowadays that you don't see baseball cards being a big thing as they were yeah i um i agree i still love baseball cards i when i used to work at dick's i'd sit there and uh, I'd look at, we'd have baseball cards. And I'd be like, I'm just going to buy packs randomly because I was bored at work and uh, was a lot of fun. I pulled a couple, uh, couple really good random Pirates players, like 
you know, Chris Stewart and Felipe. Uh, I'm sitting in jail, Vasquez. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I think I still have that one somewhere too. Probably should uh, should actually burn that one along with the Brian Bullington. Um, yeah, probably burn that and put it put the ashes six feet under. Was so you said the second pirate you had was Pedro Alvarez, right? Yeah, man. Do you remember when he broke into the league and he was supposed to be like the the biggest thing? I mean, he. Let me put it to you this way. In my eyes, number 17, Pedro Alvarez for the Pirates, a god. Number 24, eh, not it was so all much. the switch of the number. I, I've, I know me and you have talked about it before, but obviously not on the podcast. Um, paid, they mismanaged Pedro Alvarez right from the beginning. They knew the guy oh, couldn't mm-hmm. throw, and they went and put him at the position where you pro- where throwing is probably the most important, maybe outside of shortstop. Um, and if the fact that they didn't bring him up as either a first baseman or a right fielder in PNC Park where he just has to turn around, get it off the wall, and throw it in as fast as he can is insane. So I think, yeah. you know, I think there's a little bit of a theme here. I know we're, I don't want to harp on the Pirates too much, but Pedro Alvarez hit several home runs into the river. My next guy was also a Pirate. I, I also put two on my list. I tried to limit myself. And – uh it was Nate McClough. Ooh, Nate McClough. He was a, uh, you know, he roamed center field like it was nobody's business he, right before the uh, McCutcheon era. So he, uh, you know, he he's definitely one that, a forgettable pirate, but also non-forgettable. But I see why you put him So I believe, I remember looking it up. I don't remember the home run specifically, but I remember looking it up and seeing that he also hit one into the river. I think his bounce, I don't think his flew straight in. But I remember, you know, being, we were probably, what, middle school at the time when he was a pirate coming up in like mm-hmm. 05, 06, 07. And I remember him having a couple good years for like a rookie. And then 2008 was his big year. He was like an all-star. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to be great. You know, he was kind of right at that age where, you know, we start to understand that some baseball players are good and some are bad. Um, you know what I mean? Like, cause when you're little, you think everybody on the field is amazing, but you know, as you get older, you start to learn like, Hey, this guy actually sucks. And right. And let, and let me put it to you this way too. Like, there's no doubt about it. The guys we're talking about, this is all opinion and they would beat us in anything. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Just from a professional sports standpoint, it kind of sucks to see, you know, the potential that they had and what, truly came yeah what, what we truly what truly happened i mean nate mcclough was an all-star for the pirates one year i think after we traded him just never did anything again uh i remember him just being on the orioles forever and i don't even think he was on the orioles all that long i looked up some stats on him a uh, career war of 6.5 and he played 10 years in the major leagues so less than a win above replacement per year not uh, exactly what you would hope from your all-star center fielder from 2008. Um, but, you know, kind of transitioning to a different sport here, we can just kind of jump around a little bit. Um, looking For at sure. the NFL, the first okay. name that came into my mind, probably from one of the first season, college football seasons where I remember, like, players and I remember, you know, watching as a kid. Uh, and that's Matt Leinart. That's so funny. I have him, but yeah, let's 
that's definitely uh, <laughs> what, what's what's your thoughts so i remember from what i remember growing up i was the biggest like i was a big usc fan because like they were really good they had a you know reggie bush Linda white matt liner and i remember uh, it also helped because that year carson palmer was the first overall pick and he was the first draft pick i remember so loved USC was like, I remember this team. We got it. And I remember him being so good, like ready for the NFL, like going to take the next step, going to absolutely dominate the league. And then really could never beat out, you know, old Kurt Warner for a job. Like Kurt Warner had just gotten run out of New York and he couldn't even beat him out for a job. I remember the Steelers playing Arizona and the Steelers are they Arizona wouldn't commit to a quarterback. So, so the Steelers had to prepare for both. And it's like, how did you not beat out, you know, old Kurt Warner? I get, you know, he had a great resurgence at the end of his career, but Matt Leiner, you were selected in the first round, like the prototypical quarterback prospect, like in your head, you think of who's a quarterback and Matt Leiner comes to mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, like, am I, am I missing anything on Matt Leiner? I know you have him on your list here as well. Honestly, no, you, you kind of hit all the points there. I, I just remember that team back in the day, U, USC, man, they were just deadly. And, yeah, I mean, at the time, too, getting into football and growing up, just watching that and, and the story unfold, it is just incredible with, with what he had. And just to see the absolute bust in the NFL, it's yeah. a shame. I, he, he is one that was, like I said, the prototypical quarterback prospect. Like, I think if you build a college quarterback in your mind, you might think of him. You might think of like some of some other guys. Like I don't have Brady Quinn on my list, but he probably would deserve to be on this list. And him and Matt Leiner had a couple uh, epic USC Notre Dame rivalry games. Um, you know, so I, I think in terms of Matt Leiner, he's he has to be on this list. Absolutely, everyone. Yeah, you, you can go through. There's quarterbacks left and right, and and that's why. I mean, I have a few on my list as well, but th- this guy I wanted to touch on here, um, Justin Blackman. From, do you remember oh. Justin Blackman, the receiver from Oklahoma State? Yes. Yeah, drafted by the Jaguars, mm-hmm. uh, 2012, fifth overall in the entire draft. And I, ironically, he's still on the roster. He's still on the Jacksonville Jaguars roster, but he has not played a single game for them. That is uh, that's impressive, you know. Actually, that might be a lie. I think he did play. He hasn't played much. He hasn't played in a while either. Yeah. Um. So a uh, random story I heard of Justin Blackman. I don't remember which NFL team did this, but one NFL team assigned a scout to a bar in Stillwater, Oklahoma, for a week. All this guy had to do was sit at this bar and count the amount of times Justin Blackman came in. Justin Blackman came in every single day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I, I don't know, like, I mean, obviously, you know, we were drunk college kids at once and going to the bar every day was, you know, a lot of fun. But also I wasn't interviewing for an NFL job at the time. So, you know, how isn't that a red flag to some NF- or to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Say? Like, how don't you see that and go, uh, maybe we shouldn't take him you know, number five overall in the top 10. And yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I think he's a perfect example of college receivers in the first round. Don't work out. Um, 
I did have another receiver on my list in the top five draft. Drafted. Okay, let me hear. He was drafted uh, in the 2003 draft, and that's Charles Rogers out of Michigan State. Uh, okay. Okay. Just recently passed away. R.I.P. in peace. Uh, but I looked up his career stats. I remember this guy was in commercials before the draft, had all sorts of sponsorship deals. Uh, mm-hmm. His career, he had 36 receptions, 440 yards, and four TDs, which is AKA a decent four game stretch for like Juju Smith Schuster. Um, I loved this guy. I remember he would all, I'd get him in every Madden dynasty, even after he was like out of the league. Cause he was always a free agent. And I'd be like, Hey, he was drafted third overall. He has to be good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it turns out, no, not, not that good. I know he had, you know, substance abuse issues and that kind of thing, similar to Justin Blackman, but just a guy in my head that was so good, but really was never that good. That's honestly fair. Honestly fair. I um, I always liked how receivers have that high of a potential. And it, it's, you know, it's tough. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, this guy's not on my list, but no no uh, disrespect to Sammy Watkins. But, you know, he finally did it. He got the Super Bowl. Good for him. I'm great. I'm very happy for him. But, you know, he wasn't too great to start out. You know, yeah. another one is Kelvin Benjamin. I don't have any of these guys on my list. And they're just... Yeah, a couple names that come to mind. You know? Kelvin Benjamin, another uh, young know, Percy Harvin, another guy who yeah. apparently is coming back in the NFL despite posting a terrible workout video of him like running uphill. I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I like him. You know, I hope he comes when back. He, uh... he was a touchdown machine, but I hope he comes back. Um, but yeah, that workout video looked rough, man. He was like running uphill, and I'm like, dude, am I supposed to be impressed? Like, I can run up a hill. <laughs> and I'm nowhere near getting ready to play in the NFL, apparently. So, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> well, now this last guy, though, I, I'm going to give you one more guy for football. And this is off the wall, okay? Yep. It's a kicker. A kicker. All right. Roberto Aguayo. Oh, the, the Bucks traded up for him. Roberto Aguayo. He arguably was supposed to be the next Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah. And... He just, I mean, what? He's out of football in two years, three years. Yeah, I think less than that. He, you know, yeah. I think there's a case of a guy who caught the yips and couldn't get it out between his own two uh, ears there. Which is a shame because if you go back and look at some of the college tape, he he really did. He had the boot. He had the ability. I uh, believe just, he was the most accurate kicker in college football history. If I'm, I might be mistaken on that, but if not, he's, he's up near the top there. Yeah, so that's why I wanted to go a little off the wall there at a, a kicker. To I uh, I got a couple more for football that I have listed here, but I'll go a little off the wall with this next guy too. Do you remember Colt Brennan? Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, Hawaii still has the single season passing record for touchdowns in a single season at fifty eight, and I remember being so excited because a team from Hawaii had no idea who they were was like undefeated and uh, Colt Brennan was so good and throwing all these touchdowns and uh, they were undefeated. They went to, I think the Fiesta bowl or I don't remember the name of the bowl, but they played Georgia and got beat like 53 to six or something terrible and just got steamrolled. 
And then he was, and Colt Brennan, I was like, oh, you know, he'll be a prospect. And he was like a sixth round pick. I don't know if he ever took a snap in the regular season. I think he ended up washing out of the arena league last time I remember looking him up. But I remember as a, you know, what, and they're probably high or end of elementary school, middle school, getting so excited for him. And I remember like being so pumped that Colt Brennan was going to be the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he definitely had the upside. I mean, the fifty-eight touchdowns in one, in one college football season—that's over five. That's impeccable. Yeah, that's over. That's something you see in in um, Road to the Show or Road to Glory in uh, NCAA football. Yeah, I will hope they bring that back. But yeah. you know, no, definitely, definitely. Um, what uh, what else you got on this list here? So I mean, we kind of hit on you know the positions and whatnot. I mean, I feel like we could honestly go down and hit every. Browns draft pick from the past 20 years but um you know I got just the Ryan Leaf Jamarcus Russell Johnny Manziel I had Jamarcus Russell on mine yeah I mean they they stick out you know I mean arguably Jamarcus Russell is up there right next to Ryan Leaf they are two guys with just huge upside that just it's a shame what what happened well Jamarcus Russell is just lazy he uh just another fun story about Jamarcus Russell the Raiders oh, gave yeah. him DVDs of play of film to watch, and they didn't put anything on the DVDs. And they asked him the next day, like, "Did you watch that?" And he goes, "Yep, learned a lot." It was like there was nothing on the DVD. That's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. Nothing on the DVD. Um, so I had Jamarcus Russell, and the last guy I had for the NFL was Dan Connor, linebacker from okay. Penn State. Yeah, he was the all-time okay. tackles leader. He came out right around the time of Sean Lee and Paul Puzlesny. And mm-hmm. just never, for some reason, translated to the NFL. Just didn't work the same way. Um, yeah. So he was kind of the last football guy I had. I had a few NBA players. I don't know if you want to touch on the NBA. Yeah, we, we can hit on it. I mean, NBA is not my favorite sport. I love all sports. I, I watch the NBA. It's not my favorite, of course. Football, baseball. See. I'm, Big in the NHL as well. But. I uh, I don't like the NBA mainly because you can't like the NBA now unless you love LeBron or everyone will yell at you and tell you you're wrong. <laughs> and I can't stand LeBron, so we'll hey. save the LeBron debate for when Nick Lucini gets on the podcast. Yeah, that's a good idea. But so yeah. for NBA for me, I had uh, Brandon Roy as my first guy. I liked Brandon Roy, but that's I, I respect. The so player. he, I mean, he was a good player, but I think he he just got derailed from injuries at such an early stage that he never quite became what you wanted him to become. You know, he uh, that's fair. I think he I think he was a rookie of the year. Like I, he was my favorite NBA player for a while, and then his knees just disintegrated. You know, um. Another guy I had was uh, Adam Morrison. Uh, you know, one of the greatest college seasons of all time, where him and JJ Redick were going back and forth for the uh, for the scoring title and Player of the Year, and you know, it was a great college mm-hmm. rivalry. And the NBA just never figured it out. I guess you know, maybe partly because he was drafted by the Charlotte Bobcats. Um, yeah, <laughs> but never figured it out. And I mean, I guess he did eventually get his ring, but. Um, you know, guy who just had so much potential, it's it's hard to uh hard to live up. And the last guy I had was TJ Ford. 
another time of like one of the first drafts I remember. He was a LeBron draft. I remember thinking he was going to be so good and was just kind of an average NBA point guard at best. Kind of derailed by injuries a little bit, but just overall kind of an average point guard. You know, selected like eighth overall, top 10, and never really quite figured it all out. Um, do you have any other – did you have any NBA players on the list? I did. I, I had three of them. Um, first one, and I actually thought you were going to have this one, is Greg Oden. Oh. <laughs> Greg Oden because, I mean, taken in the 2007 NBA draft by the Trailblazers, which honestly, I mean, great pick. At the time, he was, he was great. He was doing great, and he just didn't pan out. What sucks now is if you look back on that draft, the player taken second was Kevin Durant. You know, it's – future Hall of Famer Kevin Durant taken second overall by the Supersonics who are now the Thunder but it's that's that's a guy Greg Oden it's like wow what a at the time great pick now missed opportunity yeah it's just absolutely missed opportunity fun Greg Oden story uh I remember watching two summer league games where Greg Oden played and in those two games he combined for 19 fouls which isn't possible in a real NBA game in the summer league they give you 10 fouls and he had 19 in two games. So almost fouled out of two games, you know, in spectacular fashion. So who else you got on the list other than Greg Oden? So two, real quick, Anthony Bennett, Cavs. I mean, at the time, I feel like that draft, that draft is bad. Was not that, yeah, that draft was not loaded, but – He's got a first-round like, pick you know, in the worst – one of the worst years to get a first-round pick. Yeah, which honestly, I mean, that's what kind of sucks about the lottery and, and how it works. I mean, yeah, you always – I'm always a big advocate of the worst team gets the first choice, but I get it. That's the NBA. That's their choice. That's how yeah. they do it, and it's it's interesting. But, um, yeah, that's he's a guy I had on the list. Wait, then, real quick on Anthony. A, um, I think the most impressive thing he did in his career was get traded for K-Love. This is true. This is true. So that just kind of shows you the career Anthony Bennett has had so far. It's the first thing he did, or most impressive thing he did, was get traded for Kevin Love. So technically, I guess then the Cavs, you know, kind of won that. So they, they got Kevin Love out of it, and they no, they, they won the they won the they won the war, but definitely lost the battle with that Anthony Bennett selection. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, it was a couple years in the making, but in the in the grand scheme of things, it worked, it worked out for them. And then who else we got on that list? Finally, <laughs> the big freaking goon, Hashim Thabit. Hashim Thabit. Hashim Thabit. I remember just, I mean, Hashim Thabit in college versus Pitt when he's at UConn, him and Dewan Blair just battling. Yeah. Battling. And I always thought that this guy's massive. He, he's he's seven three, and he's going to come in the league, and he's just going to tear it up. Yeah, boy. I'm yeah. I was what I think right to the D League right away, and then he had his little uh, little blonde spot in his hair that he dyed for some reason. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's very factual. He is like a, a partial Rodman. Yeah, I can just picture Rodman. that in the back of my in my head, the back of his head with the little like blonde splotch. And I never figured out. I never bothered to figure out why he did that. But I guess that's his. Uh, that's his signature look. <laughs> I respect it. 
But yeah, he was drafted second overall in 2009 to the Grizzlies. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a guy. I mean, that's a guy that had a tremendous upside that just, ah, well, it's like, what happened, man? Well, you what know what? Those big men, you never know well, how they pan out because they either get injured right away, like Greg Oden, or their skills just end up not translating. I mean, He's a guy, too, that the NBA probably would have passed him up very quick because it wasn't too long after that that they all went to the the small centers, the, you know, six-foot-seven type guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody now is chucking threes. That's all you see, and it's quick, fast balls. Exactly. Ball. It's, you, you, a lot different than it was know. back, you know, early 2000s when you had the, the big babies in the shacks uh, banging around down low. Um, yeah. So then I I had a couple other guys on my list here in just terms of random sports. Um, mm-hmm. So this is another little bit of a Pittsburgh tie. Uh, Rob Scuderi, his second time okay. with the Penguins, uh, was just terrible. Um, like just all around not a great defenseman. Um, and fun story about Rob Scuderi, I checked him out at Dick's Sporting Goods. And he, I had no idea who he was. He walks up. I'm like, hey, do you have a scorecard? He goes, uh, yeah. I'm like, all right, give me your phone number. I'll look it up. He looks at me all weird, like I'm trying to get his phone number. Gives me like three phone numbers. They're not him. Then he's like, all right, I'll give you my cell phone. I'm like, okay. Like He's all like agitated. He has to give me a cell phone number. And I have no idea who he is. And I look at the thing, and it comes up, uh, Rob Scuderi. And I'm like, uh, Rob? And he goes, yeah. And I just look at him. He looks back at me, and I'm like, yeah, I know this. And I know you know I want to tell you how bad you are at hockey. <laughs> but I didn't say anything. I just gave him his underwear, and he walked out of the store, and that was the end of that conversation. But he knew he knew that I knew who he was. Um, What's funny, though, is, you know, at the, at the beginning of his – I mean, he, he won Stanley Cups. He won the Cup with – Yes, with this is the second you know, he had. Yeah, the second stint, yeah. I mean, I remember I, I was pretty excited to see him back, but at the same time he did not exceed expectations and you know, but he was he was a nice guy. He was a guy around the locker room I heard good things about. He got the job done, you know. And um I think now he's actually an assistant coach with the Predators, which is funny, but no, I, I, I like the guy. And then uh the other random one I had was the former savior of US men's soccer. Freddie Adu, he signed a professional contract at age 14 and was supposed to save U.S. soccer. And I don't know if – I know you're not a huge soccer guy, uh, but U.S. men's soccer, not that good. Turns out uh, Freddie Adu did not save it. Um, (laughs) I remember him being on SportsCenter and covers of Sports Illustrated and just never panned out. I mean, I, it's probably unfair to place that much pressure on, you know, what was a 14-year-old kid. Um, you know, like his body still had to develop, you know, mind still had to develop, and, you know, here he is thrusted into the spotlight and, you know, crowned a savior. Mm-hmm. But just a guy who did not pan out. Um, just, you know, just didn't work for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I mean that's fair. If you're 14 years old, you're getting a contract, and you're, you're, I mean that's that's legendary. If you're 14, you're getting a contract. You're like a shoe. 
and now you just show up. Just doesn't work. I mean, it's probably unfair to even expect him to be able to compete because he's playing against guys that are, you know, twice his age is still 28 and in your prime. You know, it's not like you're, it's not like he's like 21 and twice his age is washed up. Like twice his age is still prime, you know, athletic prowess for a professional athlete, you know? Um, But just was supposed to be the next big thing. I think ended up being more of a media stunt and a media circus than anything else. Which is a shame. Now I have a guy here that's super interesting and I told you about him already. It's it's funny because his playing career in baseball was just horrendous. But as a GM, you know, current owner or whatever he is now, whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, he's by far one of the most interesting people in baseball. He's actually the current front office executive of the Oakland Athletics. It's Billy Bean. He broke into the major leagues with the New York Mets in 1984 his playing career didn't go too long uh ended in 1989 well during his career he had a 219 average three home runs and 29 rb not uh not ideal not five tool like they say in moneyball no and in moneyball you know you hear about it and it, 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 it picks a pretty good story about the guy he uh he had the tools he had the ability he had the potential but you know, whenever you hear see Fat Joan Hill go, I wouldn't have taken you until like yeah, like round, round twenty nine, no like bonus that. or whatever he says. Yeah, I just remember yeah. no bonus, and you wouldn't have found that. Yeah, and he's like, no, I wouldn't know. Yeah, so it's just funny because you you, yeah. you never know out there, guys. Well, I mean, now you you have a better understanding with you know technology and whatnot, but back then it's just like a guy like that. You think, wow, this guy is the next best thing, and he gets into the majors and. Nah, it's actually uh, Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, not you. And then it's Daryl Strawberry, you know, doing all the drugs, all of them. Like, <laughs> he did every drug you can imagine. He just did it, which, good for him. He, exactly. he won drugs. He did them all, and he's still here. Um, do did you, did you have anybody else on that list? No, and, and that's 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 pretty much the end of my list. I mean, I, I don't have know if you had anybody else before two... we, um, you know, before we move on. I just wanted to tell all our listeners out there, if you have anybody that you want to discuss or if there's anybody that you think is, that should be worthy of this list, send, uh, send us what you think at uh, our Twitter at it's at the half podcast or at the half pod. Um, that's the at symbol at the half pod. Send us what you think. Um, hashtag ask the half and um, you know, we'll, we'll debate it and maybe talk about it. Yeah, definitely. And I had, I had two guys left on my list. Um, one, Grady Sizemore, uh, everybody oh, loved great. Grady. I mean, he was coming out of high school, a two-sport athlete. You know, our, apparently was even better at football than baseball, which is hard to imagine because his peak was so high and burnt, and his star burned so bright, but it burned out so quick, just completely derailed by injuries. You know, I was thinking, I remember him coming up thinking, you know, this is a perennial MVP you know, almost not a Mike Trout type player, but in that ballpark, you know, like a Carlos Beltran type, like the next guy, power, speed, fielding, had it all. Uh, the second guy is a guy who's currently in the Red Sox minor leagues at age 32. 
And a lot of people probably haven't heard of him, or if they have, they forgot all about him. And that's Rosny Castillo. Oh, yeah. He he had a high. He signed out of Cuba. Seven years, $72.5 million contract. Was supposed to be, you know, the next Yasiel Puig or uh, Raldus Chapman. You know, one of those guys from Cuba that comes over and just tears the league up. You know, one of those guys that takes it by storm right at the beginning. And, you know, got a couple chances. He's played a career 99 games, been average, not, you know, great. He hasn't played in the majors since 2016. And a lot of people don't realize he ended up getting blocked by Mookie Betts. The Red Sox trade Mookie Betts. He finally looks like he's going to get a shot. He's, Mookie Betts is going to get traded. The Red Sox get back Alex Verdugo. And Rosny Castillo is still stuck in the minors. And nobody wants to trade for a guy with a you know, 10 plus million dollar deal who's only played who's 32 years old and only played in 99 career games. Honestly, you know, so bad. he's he's kind of the last guy I had on my list of you know athletes who you thought were going to be good and then just weren't. Um yeah. So I think you know that's pretty much wrapping up my list. You know, I had a couple other guys who I thought could be honorable mentions like Tyler Pelko. Obviously we have connections with him cuz I remember watching him when I was very little in high school and even Pitt, and he was our high school football coach's son. Um, (laughs) But he did start over Joe Flacco. So that's, that's a big thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you had any honorable mentions or anything like that, or anybody else who just pops to your mind real quick. No, no. And that's why I kind of, you know, threw it out there. I want to hear from other people too. see, you know, what other random players out there they thought were going to be great and turned out to be busts. And, you know, again, that's at, at the half pod on Twitter. Uh, send us what you think. You know, Jordan and I are always interested to hear, you know, everybody's take out there. But, you know, that's that's pretty much all the athletes I had for this 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 moment. And then uh, real quick here as well. I had one other thing I wanted to get your take on that I saw on Twitter here the other day. Um it was, you know, which all-time great who played in a different uniform at the end of the career just kind of irks you the most. You know, it doesn't look right. And I not so much want to have the conversation, just kind of look at who they put on the list and who they put in the picture. Well, they had, like, w- mm-hmm. Wizards Jordan. Obviously, everybody knows he finished his career there. Raiders Jerry Rice got to a yeah. Super Bowl with the Raiders. You know, was one of my favorite players as a Raider growing up. Uh, Lakers, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, you know, obviously both of them all-time greats finished their careers out with Shaq and Kobe. Speaking of Shaq, yeah. uh, Shaq Celtics, which I don't even think is the most shocking jersey for Shaq because people forget he also played with the Suns and the Cavs. Um, <laughs> he was That's true. He, he has, has, them, he has them all. Uh, this is one I completely forgot about that the guy even played for them was Ken Griffey Jr. as a White Sox. People forget all of Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, when I think of Griffey, I think of Mariners and Reds, but he was a White Sox. I don't think he was a White Sox for too long, but was a White Sox. Uh, Chiefs Montana. Joe Montana finished his career with the Chiefs, and then the uh, last guy on there was obviously Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, which I think 
to me is the most like unsettling maybe because we just haven't seen him play yet maybe because I'm still trying to figure out how he fits in a Bruce Arians offense um (laughs) with yeah with with BL you know did, did you see Brady was uh trying to go into BL's house to learn uh the playbook or whatever and walked into some random stranger's house yeah, I saw that. That's uh, and then he joked about it on Twitter, saying, you know, he's fitting right in in a Tampa Brady. Which That's it's funny. very funny to me. I also love that he's just totally acknowledging the Florida man stereotype that I don't think Florida people uh like to accept or like to acknowledge too often. No, <laughs> I mean, no, we all know the uh, the Florida man stories out there. I think Brady is slowly becoming one here. He's uh getting caught trespassing and uh, breaking an entry, you know, like he said on Twitter. (laughs) Before we kind of wrap up our first episode here, um, just want to quickly talk about, you know, any streaming recommendations you may have for the the folks at home, because I'm sure they're all looking for things to watch. You know, we can't all watch The Office uh, for the 7,000th time in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, what kind of streaming recommendations do you have out there for the people? So you honestly, I my my fiance, she's big into binging and Netflix and Hulu and all that. And I, I do it. I, I don't do it as much, but I sat down and binged the Outer Banks on Netflix. And honestly, I've I, heard I, good things. I was hooked. It was good, man. It was real good. I it's it's different. It's something that I would not expect, you know, the normal show to be about. A little bit far fetched at times, but it was good, man. Real good. I've I've heard I've heard good things. It's it's probably on my list to stream right now. Um, I'll tell you what is number what the what I'm streaming right now the most is Community. I don't know if you've yeah. ever watched it. No, see, I, I'm still now that I'm finished with Outer Banks, I'm going to give Community a try because I know you were uh, hyping it up the other day. Yeah, so Community, like it's the guy who created Rick and Morty, also created Community, so. It's kind of like a nonsensical, you know, like TV sitcom. I feel like it kind of got lost Mm because it was on NBC, you know, around the time of like The Office and Parks and Rec. Yeah. But like, I really enjoy it. And like, it's one of those shows where you don't have to like follow storylines. You know, each the episodes don't really build upon each other. It's like, all right, this episode's over. Let's pick up the next episode. You know, there's not huge overarching storylines that you have to follow. Um but I tell you what, the other thing that I'm going to be streaming um, is a movie on Netflix. Oh. It's called Good Time. Okay. And it came out in 2017. I think it has like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It stars Robert Pattinson as a criminal, like trying to get out of jail, like get his brother out of jail, I believe. Yeah. I haven't looked too much into the plot because I kind of want to go in fresh. Um but I've heard you know pretty good things from people who have watched it. They always said it's a good movie, and you know our boy Pattinson kills it. Um, you know he's going to be the next Batman, so let's get a little more familiar with him outside of uh, his old Twilight um, Twilight life. It's funny you say that. I hear people they're kind of like mixed emotion about that. I'm I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing him as Batman. It's something different, and I think he might kill the role, man. I, I feel job. like he is. I feel like he gets a lot of trash because, you know, he comes from the Twilight world where, you know, everybody hated Twilight because it was a young adult book or, you know, not hated it, but they look back on it that way. But 
I tell you what, I think he can. I think he's got some acting chops, and I think he's going to crush Batman. I'm I'm not worried about it. I uh, I feel better about him as Batman than I did Ben Affleck. So that's that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, ben, ben, that is a thing. Ben Affleck is Batman, no bueno. Plus, he doesn't have that terrible back tattoo that Ben Affleck has as well. So that's always a uh, always a plus in my Batman category. Yeah. Um, well, hey, guys, I think that is the end of episode one of At The Half. Uh, thank you for listening. Follow our Twitter, at At The Half Pod. Follow me and Nick on Twitter. My Twitter is at Jordy underscore football. Mine is at Nick Martin 31. Yeah, give us a follow. Let us know what you guys want us to do. You know, um, we're open to talk about a lot of different things. Um, you know, make sure you rate, subscribe, review the pod. Let us know how we did. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, you know, tell me how bad I am at this. Uh, I'm sure, you know, we'll get a lot of those from all of our friends. So feel free to let me know as well. Um, yeah, you can find the pod at, um, you know, at um, Spotify. It's going to be posted there. We'll post some uh, notifications on Twitter and whatnot about how you can find it as well. And, um, you know, definitely looking forward to, you know, chit-chatting with y'all every day or every other day but what we can do here um, i know quarantine life's kind of rough right now and we're new to the podcast scene but we're, we're here to take you on a journey with us and do it together we'll have some fun yeah have some fun with it you know i think um next draft will probably our next podcast will probably be next week after the draft um we can obviously talk about that a little bit um let us know though if there's anything else you want to talk about if not we'll we'll come up with something and we'll go from there yeah, for sure. I know uh, just a little sneak peek. We were thinking about some bad movie reviews and whatnot, so that, that could be something to come. But yeah, definitely let us know what you're interested in, what you're not interested in, what do you want to hear, what do you don't want to hear. I mean, we're going to talk about it. We have more than enough free time while we're stuck in quarantine. So, Yeah, we can, we can do this as much as you want. Well, uh, you know, in my terms, I think that's the, uh, that's the podcast. So yeah, you guys, you. Get, get the hell out of here. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh, closing time. All right, cheesy. But Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer.